America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal. Just like it sounds, Royal Blue, R-O-Y-A-L. And we are here today and every week to answer your health questions. Well, we provide answers even if you don't have questions. The purpose of our show is to empower you, the listener, with information you can use to improve your optimal health and well-being. Why do we do that? Well, because your doctors can't help you. You and your insurance are stuck in a disease management system that is focused on sick care. Doctors are trained to treat disease, but not trained to make you healthy other than giving you some trite advice such as lose weight exercise get more sleep that's just common sense but we're here to talk about some of the ways we can accomplish this in more detail but first let's thank our sponsors first the turtle healing band clinic thbc that's where i work here in las vegas nevada You can reach us at 702-562-1454. That's, of course, if you want to make an appointment or if you have a question, you can call that number, 702-562-1454. In the alternative, you can email me directly, droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. It's D as in Daniel, royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, Dot com. That's the easiest email address to use. I've been using that one for over 20 years, although I have others. If you send me your email, I will respond to your question. We'll give you what information we can to help you. And sometimes we even provide handouts with more detailed information, depending on what the question is or particularly if it's something we talked about on the radio show for which you want more information. So that's sponsor number one. The other sponsor is the First Nation Medical Board, First Nation Medical Board, that was created to license the practitioners of traditional or indigenous medicine throughout the entire United States. Why? Well, there's not one state in this country that licenses practitioners for indigenous medicine. There is one state that does license practitioners for homeopathic medicine. That is Arizona. The state of Nevada had a homeopathy board, but seems to have lost it this year during its 2019 legislative session, which means we're down to one state. Conversely, we have 49 states where physicians, such as myself, I'm a Dior osteopathic physician, but we also have MDs or medical doctors. If they want to practice any type of alternative medicine, which the government refers to as traditional medicine, they need to be dual licensed. That means that they have protection through another board where complaints can be submitted. If they don't have that dual license protection, then they're subject to persecution from their state medical boards. There's also many other practitioners of traditional medicine where the states license them not at all, such as nature Bass. But those of you listening to this program, you know all that already. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, first, we're going to be going over obituaries. We do this every week. We like to look and see who is dying too young from diseases they shouldn't have had locally and internationally. We're going to be talking about current events, studies that 
were recently released and published. We're also going to be talking about something you can do to lower your blood sugar. Lower your blood sugar. You don't have to have diabetes to have high blood sugar. It can be high without being diagnosed with diabetes 1 or 2. You can simply have hyperglycemia. Or you can have reactive hypoglycemia. There's lots of variations, and it's important to be able to control your blood sugar if you're trying to lose weight. So we'll be talking about that in today's program coming up later in the show. Now, the reason we review the obituaries is because nobody else gives a care throughout the entire world. I'm sure nobody else is doing this, but we do because life expectancy in the United States is declining. What is the current life expectancy in the United States as of this moment? Well, it's about 785 years of age. A little higher for women, about 81.2. A little less for men, about 76.4. Now, that life expectancy has been declining for the last three years. Soon to be four years, we expect, when the data comes in for 2018. Meaning what? Well, we have set a new record. Congratulations! First time in the history of the United States, our life expectancy has declined for four years in a row. That's why we are dropping in the rankings as well. For quality of health care, you heard at the beginning of the show, we're number 43 worldwide. That's not really true. We're now about 46, continuing to fall when we can easily be number one if we chose to. Well, let's get started with the obituaries. We're going to be looking at people who died too young from disease they shouldn't have had here in Las Vegas and in Reno, Nevada. First, we have a 50-year-old woman, a member of the Tournament of Roses band. She passed away. 54-year-old woman passed away peacefully, leaving behind one son and one daughter. 54-year-old man, a U.S. Army captain, passed away. 58-year-old man, a member of the Teamsters Union, passed away at home. 58-year-old woman, a healthcare administrator, passed away after a short but brave battle with leukemia, a type of blood cancer. 61-year-old man, a diesel mechanic, passed away from diabetes. 62-year-old man passed away in hospice following a long illness with cancer. We have a 64-year-old man, a recreation coordinator, who passed away peacefully from the effects of Parkinson's disease. We're going to continue our discussion when we come back from the break. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and we are reviewing obituaries. People who died too young, disease they shouldn't have had. You are listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsors, but we'll be right back. Stay with us. After forming all the organs and body components necessary for human life, stem cells disappear, right? No! Stem cells are present in all of us just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate organs, joints, ligaments, muscles, and other body tissues they originally formed. Dr. Dan Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help rejuvenate your body? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Your own naturally occurring stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. They can be used to improve facial appearance and hair growth, as well as for aches, pains, and other conditions. Could your own stem cells help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out by calling Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. Join the Funtime Theater this fall as we make the history of the Comstock come alive with Voices from the Past, a walking tour of the Silver Terrace Cemetery in Virginia City. Each year, 12 actors portray past presidents of the Comstock, sharing their life and death in the Old West. Shows are Saturday and Sundays, September 28th through October 13th at 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. daily. Visit FuntimeTheater.com to make your reservations and use promo code RADIO for $5 off each adult admission. That's FuntimeTheater.com, promo code RADIO. Hey, Dr. Phil here. I help people solve difficult and trying personal problems every day on my TV show, but there's one problem that's just got me stumped. Childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. That's one in five kids who may not know where their next meal is coming from, despite the fact that there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food out there to feed them all. Now, I don't know about you, but that is unacceptable to me. Luckily, the Feeding America network of good people is out there collecting surplus food and giving hope to hungry children and their families at local food banks all across the country. But let's face it, they can't do it without your help. 
Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. The nonprofit Reno Sparks Assistance League Thrift Shop offers quality merchandise, including a selection of women's and children's apparel and shoes, books for every age, baby clothes, accessories, sporting goods, toys, housewares, linens, home decor, and seasonal items and jewelry, all at affordable prices. Come in the shop, donate, or join this all-volunteer organization. Assistance League Thrift Shop, open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 4, at 1701 Vassar Street in Reno. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus Broadcast Station, the power of radio since 1967. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and thank you for sticking with us. Before the break, we were talking about obituaries, people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had just last week. And we were looking at people who did so locally here in Las Vegas and Nevada. Before the break, we mentioned a 64-year-old man, a recreation coordinator, passed away peacefully from the effects of Parkinson's disease. We're seeing more people dying now all the time from brain conditions. I'm not talking about brain cancer. I'm talking about dementia, of which Alzheimer's is the most common type, Parkinson's disease, and so forth. Next, we have a 64-year-old man, a plumber, who passed away while hiking on a trail leading to Red Lake in Idaho. Died doing what he loved best, hiking. 62-year-old man, a carpenter, died while battling vascular disease for several years, and then cancer. 74-year-old man, a CPA accountant with his own company, passed away after a three-year battle with cancer. 74-year-old man who served in the U.S. Army in Vietnam passed away peacefully at home. 77-year-old man who served in the U.S. Navy passed away. 78-year-old man, a barber who served in the U.S. Army, died following complications of a broken hip surgery. We call that iatrogenic disease. That means that he had surgery, he was in the hospital, and he had some type of complications resulting from the surgery. Most common complication from hip surgery is pulmonary embolism. That's a blood clot from your pelvis that goes to your lungs. And that, my friends, is not only a complication of surgery, but it is a cause of death. We have a 78-year-old woman who worked as a United States Air Force public affairs officer. She passed away in her sleep. That usually means she had a heart attack while she was sleeping and died. At least it was peaceful. And finally, we have a 79-year-old woman who worked for a nutrition center. She passed away from lung cancer. Interestingly, we mentioned before in this program, the number one cause of death in the United Kingdom is dementia of which there are three types. There's Alzheimer's, Lewy bodies, and vascular. But when you look at the statistics more closely, you're comparing dementia with cardiovascular or heart disease and cancer. Actually, cancer is number one. It depends on how it's reported. This means that statistics can be manipulated. But when they report the cause of death there and elsewhere, they often break cancer down to its different types. So you may have leukemia, you may have lung cancer, you may have breast cancer, prostate cancer, and so forth. But when you add them all up, guess what? The number one cause of death, the real number one cause of death in the United Kingdom is cancer. The number two overall cause of death then is dementia. And number three is cardiovascular disease. For many years, you've heard that heart disease is the number one cause of death. That, my friends, is changing. You just heard about it right here. Now we're going to talk about people who died too young from, from diseases they shouldn't have had internationally around the world. This happened last week. First, we have Sully, South Korean singer, songwriter, actress, and model, died at 25 years of age from suicide by hanging from her second story. She had a history of depression. That usually means that she's taking 
antidepressants. What is the side effect of antidepressants? For people who may be depressed, sad, lonely, discouraged, put them on medication, and one of the side effects is suicide. You may be motivated to actually kill yourself because a rational person would never do that. You may be motivated to do more than just kill yourself. You may kill others. We have to be very careful when we're messing with our brains. Carlos Seldran, Filipino artist, died at 46 years of age from a heart attack. Ryan Nicholson, Canadian film director and visual effects artist, died at 47 years of age from brain cancer. He was 47. Sophia Coco Salaki, Greek fashion designer, died at 47 years of age after struggling with health issues, one of which is known as cancer. She was 47 also. Jay Frank, American music industry executive, died at 47 years of age after his battle with cancer. You'll notice that many of these people are younger than you. We're seeing people dying younger ages from these kinds of diseases every week. Chizia Fiorellino, Irish writer, died at 50 years of age following a short illness. I would give you more information, but that's all that was reported so far. I'm sure her descendants will wish that they had said a little more. Manuel Frattini, Italian dancer, singer, and actor, died at 54 years of age from a heart attack. Heart attack at 54. Iman Burns, Northern Irish Gaelic soccer player, died suddenly at 56 years of age, most likely from a heart attack. Jari Lakanen, 1988 Finnish Olympic skier, cross-country skier, died at 57 years of age. He was an athlete, an Olympic athlete. Sarah Danius, Swedish writer, member of the Swedish Academy, died at 57 years of age from breast cancer. She's younger than my wife. Wendy Chioji, American news anchor, died at 57 years of age from breast cancer, also 57. Tariq Kamil, Egyptian politician, computer engineer, died at 57 years of age after a lengthy cancer illness with a lot of pain. At least, that's what they said. Talat Zakaria, Egyptian actor, died at 58 years of age after a lengthy battle with brain inflammation. Could have been meningitis. Enrique Moreno, a Mexican-American lawyer, died at 63 years of age from complications of cancer. Reino Fagerland, Finnish Olympic judo athlete in 1980, died at 65 years of age after a long illness of some sort. Filippo Panati, Italian politician, mayor of Sesto San Giovanni, died at 66 years of age after being sick for a long time. Don't get sick. Tsai Gingwen, Taiwanese political scientist, died at 67 years of age from an infection caused by gastroesophageal reflux disease. Regurgitation, I suppose, from the stomach. You know, heartburn. But if it gets into your lungs, you could potentially suffocate and die. This could happen while you're sleeping, in fact. Kadri Gopalnath, Indian saxophonist, died at 69 years of age after a brief illness. Ella Vogelar, a Dutch politician and trade union leader who suffered from depression, died at 69 years of age from suicide, although she was a little older than Sully, who died at 25 years of age, also from suicide. Patrick Ward, Australian actor, died at 69 years of age. Richard Tracy, Australian judge and military officer. He was a judge advocate general for the military, died at 71 years of age from cancer, which he had for less than two months. Stuart Taylor, English soccer player, died at 72 years of age after suffering from dementia. Chip Healy, American NFL linebacker, the St. Louis Cardinals, died at 72 years of age after a lengthy illness. Molly Duncan, Scottish saxophonist and founding member of the Average White Band, died at 74 years of age from cancer. Jane Sisko, Polish, oh, I'm sorry, Polish forester and minister of environment, died suddenly at 75 years of age, suddenly and unexpectedly from heart attack. 
Janusz Kondratiuk, Polish film director, died at 76 years of age from pancreatic cancer. Satnarin Sharma, Trinidadian judge and chief, chief justice, died at 76 years of age from cancer. Pepe Oneto, a Spanish journalist writer, died at 77 years of age in the hospital where he had been admitted since August of 2019. Abdulaziz bin al Zamil, chairman of Saudi International Petrochemical Company and business tycoon, died at 77 years of age. Jill Friedman, American photographer, died at 79 years of age from complications of her cancer. Robert Forster, American actor, died at 78 years of age from brain cancer. Marie-José Nat, French actress, died at 79 years of age after a lengthy illness. And finally, Juliette Kaplan, British actress, died at 80 years of age after losing her battle with cancer. Well, as you can see, this is not the way I'm sure most of you would like to leave this world. I think you would like to live as long and healthy as you can. In fact, we're going to talk about some studies in the upcoming segment about some things you can do to accomplish just that, to reverse aging, to improve your brain function, I think what you learn will surprise you. Well, there's lots of things that we can do on a regular basis to improve our health and well-being. I'm very excited about some of the studies we're doing here in our clinic, where we have found ways and means of lowering nagalase, an enzyme that viruses and cancer produce, to paralyze your immune system from recognizing and eliminating them, and with cancer antibodies, being able to lower them and put them into a normal range. The reason I like these tests is because we can use them to identify people who are at risk, even though they don't have any physical symptoms yet. In other words, they can be predictive. The particular cancer antibody test that we use can be predictive up to a year and a half in advance. That means, my friends, you do not have to wait until you're sick, diseased, and dying to get help. In fact, I had a patient today who's got a friend who's been diagnosed with breast cancer. She's going to be having surgery, but she doesn't want to do anything until after the surgery is over, when in fact she should be coming in right now, getting the test, getting a baseline, and getting on the protocol which is very simple. We've talked about it before. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break and come right back. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. This is Clarence Collins, producer of Keith Gallagher Jr.'s music and a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Tune in every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. to hear Keith music on the Music Path Show. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, It's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad, just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. 
The Assistance League Thrift Shop at 1701 Vassar in Reno supports programs for children, seniors, veterans, and sexual assault victims. This nonprofit thrift shop sells clothing, housewares, small appliances, and furnishings, all donated by members of our community. Their all-volunteer membership is on hand from 10 to 4, Monday through Saturday. Check their website at www.renosparks.assistanceleague.org. Help your community by shopping, donating, or joining Assistance League. If you see activity that seems suspicious, threatening, or criminal in nature, please speak up and say something. Anonymously report suspicious activity online at KeepNevadaSafe.org. Sponsored by a grant from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and Nevada Department of Public Safety. Learn more at KeepNevadaSafe.org. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, my friends, and thank you for sticking with us. We are now entering the second half of our show. We just finished reviewing obituaries. People who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me anytime. D Royal at RoyalMedicalClinic.com. D is in Daniel, Royal, R-O-Y-A-L at Royal Medical Clinic, all one word.com, or call us here at the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic, 702-562-1454, I was just talking with one of our providers here at the clinic, and he was asking me about the type of stem cell therapies that we offer here. He's relatively new. We have a patient coming in later this week to get some treatment using umbilical cord blood stem cells. That's easy. But we also have our own proprietary method of harvesting stem cells from the patient's blood and concentrating them and giving them back to the patient in three components. They're concentrated by blood cells oxygenated. They're plasma, which in and of itself can be a medical treatment, and the concentrated red blood cells. We call that the pellet, and we can use that any way we want intranasal to get in the brain, IV push systemically into the joints, etc. I have a patient who will be here next week, in fact, who is responding well with that therapy for his muscular, I'm sorry, not muscular dystrophy, multiple sclerosis. The reason that we can help something like that is because these types of cells that are floating in your blood are pluripotent, which means that they can differentiate into all of the germ cell layers, as opposed to stem cells you might be getting from fat, or bone marrow, those mesenchymal cells, and are intended only for differentiating into orthopedic and cardiovascular tissues. You want to know more about that? Please feel free to call or email at the number and address I gave you earlier. But now we want to get into some current events. We want to talk about some things that were recently published to keep you up today. I'll get through as much as I can because I think we have more that we're going to have time for because during the next segment we want to talk about controlling your blood sugar and how that relates to your weight. A team of German scientists have discovered that keeping oneself physically fit is also associated with, get this, better brain structure and functioning in young adults. The research team believe their findings indicate that if a person can improve their physical fitness, it may lead to improved cognitive ability, including elevated memory retention and superior problem solving. We all know that when we exercise, it helps to improve our muscles. We feel better when we exercise, possibly because we're sweating and we're detoxing, we're breathing deeper, which we don't normally do throughout the day, but that's how we lose majority of our fat through our breath, about 80% or more, is through your exhalation, which is why deep breathing can be very beneficial in assisting you with your weight loss. There have been a number of previous studies that concluded exercise is beneficial for the brain, but most of these studies focused on the effect exercise has on mood and behavior, not brain structure and mental functioning. Once researchers decided they wanted to investigate the connection between exercise and brain functioning, they opted to use a publicly accessible database of 1,206 MRI brain scans. These scans were taken from the 
Human Connectome Project, a volunteer program in which people contributed their MRIs to a database for the purpose of scientific research. The average volunteer age in this study was 30 years old. All of the MRI volunteers also underwent some additional testing. Each person was asked to walk as far as they could within two minutes, and each distance was recorded. Then, each person also took a series of cognitive tests designed to measure memory, reasoning, sharpness, and judgment. I learned years ago that as part of an oxygen multi-step therapy they were doing over in Germany, one of the protocols had the patients reading every 15 minutes, solving a crossword puzzle or so forth while they were receiving oxygen. Now, that was if they were in a seated position, but they knew long ago that by exercising your brain mentally, it improved oxygenation of the brain by increasing circulation to it while they were breathing oxygen. Researchers determined that young, healthy adults who were able to walk the farthest distances within two minutes scored the highest on the cognitive performance test. It was also noted that the fittest participants displayed better structural integrity of the white matter in their brains. White matter helps improve the speed and quality of interconnecting nerves in your brain. The researchers said it surprised us to see that even a young population cognitive performance decreases as fitness levels drop. We knew that this might be important in the elderly population, which does not necessarily have good health. But to see this happening in 30 years old is surprising. This led us to believe that a basic level of fitness seems to be a preventable risk factor for brain health. We see that fitter people have better brain health, so we now need to ask whether actually making people fitter will improve their brain health. Something to think about, exercising, getting in shape, losing weight, doesn't just help most of your body, it helps all of your body, including your brain. Here's an interesting study I thought you might like. This study was published in the Journal of Neurology, where they found that transcranial magnetic stimulation, an electrical wavelength, can restore the memory of older adults to the level of young counterparts. What? We can do anti-aging with electromagnetic stimulation or fields. Well, this technique works by applying magnetic fields to certain brain areas. For the study, researchers at the Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine recruited 16 adults between 64 and 80 years of age. The hippocampus is the brain area that shrinks with age and that previous research has associated with age-related memory loss. However, it is too deep in the brain for the magnetic fields to reach it. So they used functional magnetic resonance imaging, the MRI, to target a superficial brain area in the parietal lobe, which is on the side that connects with the hippocampus instead. Researchers said we stimulated where brain activity is synchronized to the hippocampus, suggesting that these regions talk to each other. The team applied TMS, transcranial magnetic stimulation to the brain area for 20 minutes every day for only five consecutive days. Stimulating this area enhanced the function of brain areas essential for memory that are disrupted by aging. They also evaluated the memory of each participant using standard memory tests before and after the intervention. The test comprised of remembering random links between various things such as objects, places, or words. After this TMS treatment, the elderly patient scored the same as the young adults. Typically, without the TMS intervention, older adults would only get a score below 40%, while young adults would get 55% of the associations correct. The team also carried out a placebo stimulation condition, but it did not improve memory. Now, they go on to say there are some things that we can do, lifestyle changes that can help improve our memory, such as maintaining a healthy weight, Maintaining a healthy weight. We just talked about how exercise can affect your brain. Meditating. Allowing your brain to ratchet down and to relax. And reducing sugar intake, which we're going to talk about in the next segment. They also mentioned increasing your intake of certain supplements. They mentioned omega-3 fatty acids or fish oils, which I'm not a fan of and prescribe to nobody. The reason is if you have too much omega-3 fatty acids, you can inhibit your thyroid function. And as you know, the thyroid is a master gland that 
can affect much of what's going on in your body, including your brain. There are receptors in your brain for active thyroid, as well as adrenal hormones, such as pregnenolone and progesterone, which is excellent for your memory, etc. We do recommend that patients take krill oil. Why? Well, krill oil is actually something that can be measured with micronutrient testing that we've talked about on this program from time to time with SpectraCell. If you're low in oleic acid, the source for it is krill oil, not omega-3. Interestingly, one of the technologies that we use in our clinic is a pulsing electromagnetic field. You may know it as the QRS or Quantron Resonance System. That's evolving into the cell vital. In fact, I spoke with the U.S. representative the other day, and he told me that there is also a cell vital pulse that has been approved for use and reimbursement in the country of Italy. They've done some studies there. And they have found some interesting things. The cell vital pulse is a chair you sit in. It produces a magnetic stimulation, a pulsing magnetic stimulation. And it's actually quite expensive. $180,000 is the price tag. Of course, you can use a smaller version of that, a home version of the cell vital for much less. We use it in our office in combination with the photon sound beam. Sound, frequency, and light to help treat our patients who are suffering from cancer. And again, this can be done at home or in the office. But one of the things they found with the cell vital using this pulsing electromagnetic stimulation was that it helps to treat such things as urinary incontinence. We see this a lot of older women who've had hysterectomies in particular. It also has been found to treat ED erectile dysfunction, which so many men are concerned about as they get older. But I mentioned that you don't have to use the cell vital pulse in the hospital for $180,000. You can get the cell vital home unit. It has a mat and it also has a pad that you can sit on. Perfectly safe, perfectly non-invasive, perfectly effective. When we come back from the break, we have one more, one more current event I would like to share with you about anti-aging in particular, because that's something that's very difficult to quantify, but we have something. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment, and we're going to be taking a short break to hear from our sponsors, but when we come back, my friends, we will be continuing our discussion. Stay right with us. Can your own stem cells heal you? The miracle of life begins when an egg and a sperm unite. They form a single stem cell. Stem cells will keep dividing until directed by the body to become something else. Natural occurring stem cells can be found in all tissues of your body. Can your own stem cells help your body heal and repair itself? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Dr. Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help your body heal and repair itself? Are you a cancer patient in remission who needs rejuvenation for optimal health and wellness? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. Hi, I'm Noreen Leary, CEO of the Veterans Guest House. Guest House is a home away from home for our veterans and their families who travel to Reno for medical care. Our house is more than just a warm bed. It's a place of camaraderie where veterans can find support and long-lasting friends. We serve veterans, men and women, young and old, Navy, Army, Marines, Coast Guard, and Air Force. Wherever they hail from and whatever their circumstance, the Veterans Guest House is ready to support them. The reason we feel so strongly about our mission is that we know that many veterans would forgo their medical treatments because they simply can't afford the accommodations. The guest house is one of a kind in the country, funded entirely through private donations. Want to know how you can help? There are many ways you can be involved, from volunteering, providing dinners, or supplying items from our wish list. Find out more about the guest house at www.veteransguesthouse.org. Serving veterans today, tomorrow, and for years to come. Businesses, writers, check this out. 
Go to LRPNV.com to get your printing, publishing, and professional services today. Need a virtual office? A place to receive and forward your mail with professional address and suite number for your business? Someone to answer your telephones. Want to rent a conference room for only $15 an hour? What about that book you've been wanting to have printed? LRP Printing and Business Center can do it for you, and they have a professional assistant on-site daily, Monday through Friday. Just call 775-356-1004. Need copies, business cards, invoices, books, booklets, or graphic design to help brand you or your business? Just call 775-356-1004 or go to LRPNV.com. With a great selection of new and used books, you can get your printing done and a book to entertain you in your time off. And don't forget, you could have your business sponsoring the Bookhound Radio Show, just like Andrew Martoni, author of Little Man in the Map, does every week. Just go to LRPNV.com. That's LRPNV.com or call 775-356-1004. They'll provide solutions for your business and writing projects. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show and I'm here and so are you. Thank you for sticking with us. We're now in the fourth quarter of our show, where I hope to continue making this interesting for you. We do want to talk about blood sugar, and we'll get to that. But I have one more study I want to share with you. Remember, if you have a question about anything you hear in our show, feel free to reach out to us by calling us here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, THBC, at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. Or email me directly, D. Royal at RoyalMedicalClinic.com. That's Diaz and Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at Royal Medical Clinic, all one word, dot com. Well, anti-aging is hard to quantify, but it has been done in laboratory studies with certain types of nematodes. Harder to do in humans. Recently, there were some plasma centers here in the United States that were advertising the use of plasma from young individuals for older patients and claiming that the young blood was helping to lower the aging of elderly patients. Well, those plasma centers, and I believe there were two of them, were shut down by the FDA. Now, one of them got back up and running again, at least one of them, maybe both of them. But the reason they were shut down, if only temporarily, was because they're not allowed to tell people that they might be able to look younger, feel better or healthier or reverse their aging. The conventional world doesn't want you to believe that you, my friends, can be healthy or anything of that kind without taking drugs. But you and I know different. In fact, drugs are not designed to ever accomplish that purpose. They're only designed to manage your symptoms. In fact, if insurance wasn't paying for a lot of these things, such as chemotherapy, radiation, guess what? Doctors wouldn't be prescribing it and patients wouldn't be paying for it. Just a word to the wise. But now we're going to talk about a new study that was published in the journal Nature, which accidentally, not sure if they did it on purpose, revealed that not only may the process of aging be slowed, but it may actually be able to be reversed. Well, what do I mean? In this study, nine male patients between the ages of 51 and 65 are given a cocktail of two diabetes medications. One is metformin. The other is DHEA, which is actually a naturally occurring adrenal hormone that we use in all of our patients along with pregnenolone. And these two diabetes medications, I say diabetes because they're used to help control blood sugar, were used in combination with growth hormone for one year which the scientists were testing in hopes of regenerating the thymus gland. That was the impetus of the study, but they found out something else by serendipity. Analysis showed that on the average, participants had lost 2.5 years of their epigenic clock measured by examining markers in their genomes, and their immune systems showed signs of rejuvenation. Impossible, you say? Well, the epigenetic clock is measured by a record of changes to DNA 
Four different measures were looked at for each of the participants, which were all found to have reversed significantly. The purpose of this trial was to test whether a growth hormone could restore the tissue in the thymus gland, as we said earlier, which starts to shrink after puberty and becomes clogged with fat. Regeneration may be useful in those with an underactive immune system. This is because the thymus gland produces a type of immune cell known as the T cell lymphocyte. Six months after the trial blood samples were provided by the six participants, follow-up analysis showed that the effects had remained the same. In other words, the fact that they have been able to turn back the clock 2.5 years by using this combination of DHEA metformin growth hormone was holding steady after six months following the one-year trial. The team is very optimistic about future testing, given how strong the effect was in each of the participants. Growth hormone, well, many of you know, HGH, is available only by injection, has been shown to stimulate regeneration in the thymus, but it can cause diabetes, ostensibly. Hence, this is why the diabetes medicines were, medications were included in the cocktail, more to offset the potential side effect of growth hormone. And metformin is already being investigated for the potential to protect against age-related diseases. DHEA, on the other hand, is being studied for the ability to slow the aging process all on its own, improve performance, enhance libido, promote weight loss, and bolster the immune system. The cocktail ingredients may contribute separately to the biological effect on aging through unique mechanisms, which will be explored in future studies. But we may also be seeing in this particular study the result of synergy. We talk about that on this program from time to time. In other words, combining these particular agents together has a more powerful effect than taking any one of them separately, although each and every one of them obviously has their own direct effects. Well, now I want to talk about blood sugar. Do you need blood sugar support? Well, many people do. Diets high in sugar can lead to a brain condition which may lead and turn to dementia, loss of your memory, depression, and type 2 diabetes. America has become one of the fattest countries in the world. Obesity is a killer, and long-term consumption of sugary foods can dull the brain's mechanism to signal the body to stop eating, which can lead to getting fatter, a terrible negative cycle. Diabetes is also a killer, which can bring on cardiovascular ailments, impaired kidney function, damage to vascular health overall, including precious eyesight. Talked to some friends of mine just last night who have an acquaintance that drinks Diet Coke all day long. He's in his 40s, recently had a stroke, and now is living with the residual Bell's palsy of his face and blindness in his left eye. That may have more to do with the aspartame, artificial sweetener, that is put into the Diet Coke. Don't know. But we have to have some moderation in all things and eat more healthy than we do. Well, one of the things that we include in our blood sugar support supplement is chromium. Chromium has changed over the years in, in terms of what formulation has been found to be most effective? Chromium is vitally important in the metabolism of proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. It's a mineral, of course. The sad truth is that you don't know really what can hurt you when it comes to chromium. Most people don't know that they have a desperate need for it. So that hurts them. They also don't know about the great difference between the forms of chromium that are available. Almost 50 years ago, the mineral chromium was established as an essential nutrient at the federal offices of the National Institutes of Health by Dr. Klaus Schwartz. It was precisely for its role in blood sugar metabolism that this trace element, chromium, was established as being essential. A molecule named glucose tolerance factor, GTF, that corrected abnormal sugar metabolism was found to be composed primarily of the mineral chromium. In 1959, Dr. Waltz Walter Mertz, an assistant to Dr. Schwartz, reported that type 2 diabetes is not a disease. It is a lack 
of a natural ingredient known as GTF chromium. You got that? Diabetes is not a disease. It is a nutritional deficiency, lack of chromium. In today's world, the terms insulin resistance or insulin sensitivity really can be referred to as a serious deficiency in chromium. This is because the insulin is lacking an essential factor in sugar metabolism, known as chromium. Whole wheat and raw sugar from sugarcane are rich in chromium. The refining of the whole wheat into bleached white flour removes 91% of that chromium. The refining of raw sugar into white sugar removes 98% of that chromium. The refined flour and refined sugar are quickly reduced in the body into simple sugars that require chromium to be efficiently metabolized. Chromium that is substantially no longer there. Most important component for your body to use the refined flour and the refined sugar is very nearly entirely removed. Think about that. This turns foods wholly good for you into those which are essentially unholy foods for you. The body has to pull chromium from storage that is intended to last a lifetime through emergencies such as famine. If you live daily and routinely off emergency storage, then chromium storage will not last through your lifetime. Quite literally, every time you consume a refined white flour or refined white sugar product, your body loses chromium. In government studies, figures indicate that the average American diet consists of 20% refined white flour. To make matters worse, add to the refined white flour the consumption of refined white sugar. These food choices make up one-third of the average American diet. Sad, isn't it? Dr. Henry Alfred Schroeder, MD, PhD, graduate of Columbia and Yale and professor at Dartmouth Medical School, wrote that more than 30 years ago, the typical American diet with about 60% of its calories from refined sugar, refined flour, and fat was apparently designed not only to provide as little chromium as feasible, but cause depletion of body stores of chromium. Dr. Schroeder compared tissue levels of chromium in teenagers in those 40 years of age in Americans to those of three other cultures that did not follow after westernized dietary choices in the Mideast, Southeast Asia, and African communities. He discovered very little change in the non-American cultures, but dramatic decreases in Americans. Almost 25% of Americans had no detectable levels of chromium at all by the age of 40. That was more than 30 years ago, and things have not improved. If anything, they are worse. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment today. Hopefully your time with us has been well spent. My goal for you, my friends, is that you have learned at least one new thing. If you have, then your time, in fact, has been well spent. We'll be back again next week for another episode of The Royal Treatment. But until then, my friends, may you all be well.